You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening. This morning, I'm speaking to Piotr Riddlinghouse from Herenia Capital Advisors, and uh, I don't know, it's up one day, down the next. I've got the S&P Futures, Piotr, down around about three quarters of a percent at the moment for no discernible reason, and there was no reason why this time, 24 hours ago, it was up 1.1%. What's going on? Please tell me. Well, basically, good morning. We'll start there. Good um, I think what's what's happening is that we have just a massive, massive bull run on tech, right? I think that, you know, from over the last couple of years, uh, tech companies have been performing really well. And I think that people are at this stage um, really, really very bullish on tech companies simply because of the way that the world is, you know, changing and due to change thanks to COVID, um, and the tech companies are really going to be the big winners. So if you look at the way, uh, you know, the NASDAQ went on to make all-time highs last night, um, Tesla, all those bears. I see, uh, you know, so I saw something, someone saying that, you know, uh, people were saying Tesla was a bubble when it was valued as much as it went up today, yes. <laughs> right? Um so it's, uh, uh, you know, and if you look at the, the composition of the S&P 500, it's 50%, you know, fangs um, or fang man or whatever you want to call it. So even that is very um, sort of tech heavy at this stage. And, um, you know, I think that even though the market feels somewhat disconnected from the fundamentals, if you will, um, it's just literally being driven by by tech companies that are rallying really, really hard. And unfortunately, South Africa uh, you know, has many risks and has been an underperformer all of last week, yesterday as well. Today, it seems as though we might see the, the same repeat of the, of the pattern, which is a relatively strong sort of open for locals. Mm. And then they fade out the rest of the day. And, and uh, the only reason the index kind of, you know, remains robust is because of the, the commodities and the deal listed stocks, right? Okay, let's have a look at a stock which was it's sort of an old school stock on the JSC Securities Exchange. It's called Omnia Holdings. They came out with their results for the year ended 31st of March. Um, it says here, continued robust execution of turnaround plan. Oversubscribed rights issue of 2 billion rand successfully concluded. Sustainable debt package finalized. Revenue stable at 18.7 billion. And so it goes on. And uh, the market quite likes it. I think the share price at the moment is up. It's up around about Just uh, over 3%, 2%, something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Is that one you look at or is that not on your trader's screen? It's not necessarily um, liquid enough for us to be able to trade it very actively. Um, although we were obviously expecting results today, consensus was headline earnings per share of uh, 1.84 uh, cents. I'm not 100% sure where it came in. Hips came in at um, where, where, where headline earnings per share came in at 189. So it was slightly ahead of expectation in terms of a, of a earnings. At 184 was expected. 189 was actual. Um, you know, the stock sort of spiked up to 31 Rand almost, but it's now back to 28 Rand 87. So, you know, it was a relatively big and quick and uh, sort of fast and ugly move, but it's not very, very liquid. So from a you know, active trading perspective, it's tough to trade, but um, it certainly does look a lot better from a, from a you know, longer term perspective. Okay. It's also surprising to see companies that are doing – uh, you know, doing well in these conditions, you know, putting up, uh, beating expectations. Blue Label also saw uh, Fulia Hips increasing 20%. It had a host of one-offs last year, 
But it's nice to see companies that can actually grow earnings during um, during this difficult time. And I think those companies will be will be relatively well rewarded. Let's hope so. Let's have a look at the uh, spot markets at the moment. Um, and the rand is under pressure. Make no bones about it. It really is under pressure today. And it's this is independent rand weakness. Uh, I've got the dollar rand at 17.11. I've got the British pound against the rand at 21.37. And the euro rand at 19.32 with the euro dollar 112.90. So, so it's a slightly stronger dollar, which sort of lends itself to the rand weakness, but by no means to the same extent. So the dollar 0.2%. Uh, stronger, the Rand 0.8% weaker. Dow Jones last night was another huge winner, up about 1.8%. The S&P was up 1.6%. The Nasdaq vaulting its way to an all-time record closing high, up 2.2% to 10,400 plus. This morning in the Far East, uh, Tokyo down 0.4%. Shanghai, after a massive session yesterday of 5.7% to the upside, is up 0.4% uh, this morning. And the Hang Seng down 1.5% with Australia exactly flat. The gold price, 1781 down $3 an ounce. The platinum price is down 3 And Brent crude oil, let's have a look at that. Um, let's uh, start with the West Texas. Uh, West Texas Intermediate down a percent to $40.21. And Brent crude oil, $42.71, which is a 0.9% loser. Anything else you're seeing on your screen on this... A relatively quiet day, I think, Petri. Yeah, I think what's uh, an interesting observation is just that that you know massive rally from the Asian markets yesterday kind of petered out and uh, slowed down significantly uh, in the session early this morning slash yesterday. You know, for them, um, and uh, because we had a we had huge huge updates, and I mean today Hang Seng was actually negative, as you mentioned, one one and a half percent almost CSI three hundred index up only 0.6. So yeah, that was on the back of some some relatively uh, positive economic news. We've also seen, or you know, economic data. We've also seen um, a couple of leading indicators, if you will, which was uh, you know, oil containers, ships that have been floating at sea, chock a block full of oil, sort of gravitating towards the Chinese coastline, and that that oil storage number coming down. So those are all sort of indicative that um, uh, you know, economic activity is somewhat returning to normal in China, but. You know, from a from a if you look at more than just China, I mean, Australia basically went back to to lockdown for the, another six weeks, well, parts of it at least. One of the states or one of the counties, I'm not sure what terminology they use for it. Mm. Um, but I think they had something like 161 cases for the day, uh, and they just went to full lockdown. So that second wave fear might be um, might be coming into into the fore again a little bit, and I think that. You know, there's quite a bit of credence to that, particularly if you look at how uh, the U.S. has been handling the situation. So I don't know, man. It feels from a trading perspective, it's it's difficult because you want to follow the market. We're not supposed to fight it. If it wants to go up, we go up with it. Right. But at the same time, it just feels like nothing at this stage makes any sense. I agree with you. It's a conundrum, the battle between the fundamentals and the, the market action. But go with the market. Trade what you see, as people tell me. OK, let's have a look at the top five and bottom five on the JSE Securities Exchange. Iteltal, well, we know about that one. It's very thin. It's up 6%, though. Harmony up 2.6%. Anglo Gold Ashanti up 2.1%. And Northern Platinum up uh, nearly 2%. And that's all to do with the weakness of the local currency. On the downside, redefined down 46 
Exaro down 2.9%, Remgro a 2.9% loser as well, and MTN down 2.8% to 57.44. Give us the indices after exactly one hour of trading, please. All righty. Top 40 index is down three tenths of 1% or 28 basis points. Resource 20 index down four tenths of a percent. Industrial 25 index up around one quarter of a percent. Financial 15 index under the, under pressure again, 1.83% lower. Um, gold mining up 1.3%. Platinum mining down half a percent. Uh, and then general retailers index down seven tenths of 1%. Something, sorry, I'm just going to detract for just a second. Something Please interesting do. to watch. We, we saw um, that a restaurant in Cape Town won a court case against its insurance company yeah. yesterday um, that the insurance company has to pay out uh, sort of business disruption insurance due to COVID. Now, this is the first restaurant that has won a case like this. Many of them, obviously, many businesses. So, so, so wait a second. But, but, so it was the lawyers of the restaurant obviously went through the detailed insurance agreement and found some clause that was something to do with an act of God or, or something like that, whatever they or classify as. Or something with yeah. disease or, yeah, something mm. to that effect, right? And that opens up sort of a 4 billion rand liability to insurance companies. Mm. So something that we're trying to figure out this morning is which insurance companies have the biggest exposure. Yes. <laughs> because somebody's going to pay this bill. And, um, you know, this kind of sets a precedent that, well, if one restaurant can win, maybe it sets a, a, an example for other, um, you know, other restaurants will probably follow and other businesses will probably follow. And this could potentially oh, so. uh, be very expensive for the insurance businesses. Gosh, yeah, that's something to explore. Which ones would you look at? I mean, just out of interest, which of the JSE-listed companies in the insurance business would you look at and say, you have to be a little bit circumspect when it comes to these share prices? Which ones? Well, I mean, you'd probably look at something like Suntum, um, yeah. because they, I think, are sort of very B2B business um, or sort of business insurance orientated. Uh, Suntum, Sunlum, Old Mutual, I guess you'd have to sort of really dig through all of them and just figure out which ones have the biggest, which ones have the most of their books. Discovery, uh, The biggest proportion of their books. Discovery, I'm not sure how much sort of business insurance they do. I'm sure they do. I mean, I don't use, I, I'm a Discovery client, but, I, you know, it's personal insurance and uh, medical aid and stuff like that. So they're a bit more diversified, I think, because they have a wider variety of things. I think someone like Suntum would probably be hard hit, but it depends. I mean, we'd, we'd have to go through... Uh, you know, tons of statements to figure out which ones have proportionally the biggest exposure mm. and which ones might have to, um, you know, might be at the most risk. Very interesting story, and I'll follow up on that. Thank you so much, uh, Petrie. That's Petrie Riddlinghays from Herenia Capital Advisors in Johannesburg. And that was the opening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.